Hey everybody, this is Shelly with Reeds and Weeds. It is smack in between Thanksgiving and Christmas Judeo-Christian holidays in question <laughs> in, the, in the wider public. Um, but it's weird. It's 60 degrees outside. It's been super duper windy. Um, like unseasonably warm, but could probably snow by the weekend. Uh I just lost someone uh, very near to our family, so I'm in kind of a state, but I have been wanting to do this show, and I thought it would feel really good, and so far I'm right. Um, I'm finally getting back together with Cynthia Shelby Lane, who was on the show to do Packing for Mars maybe over a year ago. Yeah, like in the summer of 2020. Okay, yeah. In the, in, the, in the height of the pandemic, the other height. Right, right. <laughs> and we smoked Snoop Dogg. No, we drank we Snoop Dogg wine. Dog. <laughs> yeah. And we um, were at CRB Studios. Yeah. And I, yeah. And she recommended a book to me quite a while ago. And I'm very excited to talk about that called Cannabis for Health, The Essential Guide to Using Cannabis for Total Wellness. And it's a pretty new book, and she knows the contributors. And... We're going to get to that because I've read it and then I kind of went back through and made some notes. But first, I don't know if y'all remember this from the first time Cynthia was on this show, but she's a genius who's funny and involved in the cannabis industry. So first, before we get to the book at all, I have to ask you a million questions. Okay, go ahead. Shoot, go ahead. Okay. Oh, 39 questions. I Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so first of all. What have you been doing in the cannabis industry? Sort of recap what you were saying for me to me before we started about okay. how it's kind of rolling out of not doing so many right. certifications. So I'm a medical doctor, uh, certified cannabis physician, certifying patients here in the state of Michigan for their medical cannabis card, medical marijuana card, the state of Michigan. And um, over the past year and a half, because we weren't meeting in person and we were allowed to meet via telemedicine or Zoom, has continued to certify patients in that manner, but the numbers have dropped, and so there aren't as many people, I guess, seeking certification. On the other hand, they should be because of the taxing, the tax purposes. Yeah. Uh, but most of them don't, and they're going recreationally, and um, so that's one thing, and I just learned recently that in order for the new cards that are coming up, once you're certified, you'll have to have your picture on the card now. Okay. So. And when you are not doing that, I know that probably used to take up a lot of your time, are you still on boards or research teams or writing articles, or how else do you spend your time in the cannabis being an MD okay. world? So I'm, a, I'm on, the, on the scientific advisory committee for the National Cannabis Industry Association. Okay. So I've been with them for about four or five years now. I'm currently writing a blog post and doing literature reviews on cannabis and cancer. Okay. That is my passion right now. Okay. Uh, looking into what's been done, what hasn't been done, where's the research being done? Because you know it's difficult to do it in the United States because it's still you know Schedule One, mm -hmm. but there's a lot out there, and most of the things regarding cannabis and cancer are regarding um, alleviating pain, nausea, anxiety, quality of life, but tumor regression is not really. Uh, 
high. But it's not being high. You mean it's not studied enough? In it's not opinion. studied enough. There's not enough literature. There's there's only anecdotal evidence. And the doctor who is uh, doing most of the research now, and I've looked at his work, he's out of uh, California, USC or UCLA. I'm not sure which one. He's emeritus now. But he is Dr. Donald Abrams, Abrams okay. or Abramson. And he's done some incredible work. So he knows what's going on. So I'll be looking at his work and possibly talking to him in the very near future. My blog okay. post for this is three part blog post. We did cannabis and cancer, what it is, what it does. And now we're doing the endocannabinoid system next. And then we're going to do treatment research articles, protocols, how to talk to your doctor. And people can see this on the national cannabis industry association website. Yes. Okay. Yes. So search for that. If there are, I know there's a lot of people out there that this is their, reason why they end up searching for cannabis and becoming open-minded to it um so it's kind of a big deal to be able to do all the things that you're doing but also uh cynthia has i say audition that's not the right thing <laughs> applied to be an astronaut <laughs> no. i'm here my name is cynthia i'm applying to be an astronaut Duh! Fly me to the fly, moon. Fly me to, fly me to uh, Artemis to the moon and to, wherever, and to Mars. I she applied. <laughs> she applied. So on our last show, she brought this giant folder of all of the applications for going to NASA. And this summer, I started seeing all these pictures pop up on Facebook of you at a launch. So what happened? So... So the the dream has never died. I always wanted to be an astronaut. So of this course. is like a big, big, big dream for me. Yes. 30 plus year old dream. And um, so this year, they it, it was a different year. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. You know, civilians are going to space. And by that, yeah. I mean billionaires. Uh, you know them. The three wise men. Or the, people three, only, the three rich people men. People who don't even want it. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, wait, well, hello. You got some extra cash. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> you real. Got no, I, I heard that. Uh, the, You've the, had a really good attitude about it. I've got to say, like... Well, on in per in public you have. In terms of what? Like, well, I'll tell you that, you know, these Elon Musk and you know people are going to space uh -huh. just f for funsies. For fun, yeah. And I've thought about you every time because you were on social media, kind of like woohoo, way to go, <laughs> uh -huh. you know. And so many other people were just hating, just hating, hating, like these millionaires. I'm yeah. like, how do you guys think Star Wars and shit happens? Right. Like somebody's got to invest in yeah. those starships. George Lucas, <laughs> he's making a whole bunch of money. Okay, yeah. and Steven Spielberg, <laughs> ET, go home. <laughs> so yeah. They make a lot of money on. Let them have a rocket on your ship. imagination. That's sure. all it is, imagination. Yeah. So I, apply, I applied number one and okay. auditioned number two. So that's how it rolled. That's how it worked. You that's did? how I rolled. So oh the application God. was with SpaceX okay. and with Elon Musk's team and uh, Jared Isaacman. I didn't make the final cut. The person that made the cut for the entrepreneur, because I okay. applied as an entrepreneur, was Dr. Science Proctor. She's the yeah. one that actually went one of the four. Oh, my gosh. And she's out there all over the place. She's just wonderful. Yeah, okay? yeah, and yeah. I met her family, and I went to... Um, Kennedy Space Center and saw the launch and met with the family and it was a party, party, party. I mean, space geeks for sure. Space geeks. Space geeks. Hanging out at space Hanging camp. Out. Oh my God. Watching spaceship yeah, happen. He was like, look, it's going on. What the fuck? It's just going oh up my in the God. sky. It was so incredible to see oh, it launch. Of course. And my heart started beating because I knew her I just knew everything about it. Yeah. And uh, I just cried. I just oh, cried because I said, that could actually be me. So then, the next thing comes along. Somebody found me mm -hmm. on Insta on um Instagram and said, do you still want to be an astronaut? And I'm like, 
how do you even know that I wanted that? Because I thank you, listeners, because <laughs> I'm paying you, attention. The universe <laughs> has spoken to me, and so I thought it was like spammy. I said, I'm not answering this. That was right. a DM. Is a DM like sure, sure, sure. I know. I said Discovery Channel. He's I, all up in my DMs I, asking I, me if I, I want to be an be astronaut. <laughs> Hey girl, you want to go to the moon? I mean, like for real. That's right. That's right. So then I said, I waited like two weeks because you know I didn't believe it. And then the next thing I know is he said, "Are you still interested?" So I apply. I auditioned. I applied oh my for the audition, and the I and they told me I haven't heard from them yet. I'm waiting for 2022. Uh, they said, "Well, we're gonna let you know that Discovery Channel loved you, and uh, you're one of the ten finalists." Oh. To be, and I might go to the International Space Station. So I am like freaking out as I'm talking to you right now. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Wait, you're still in that contest? I'm still in that contest. That's next oh, year. Yeah. What? And I'm still trying to raise $300,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. Okay, I have to ask you this. Have you ever heard of a, a podcast called The Dollop? No. Okay. Long-running podcast by over, like, five, 600 episodes by uh-huh. Dave Anthony, famous comedy writer, and Gareth Reynolds, famous improviser. They talk about American history. There's an episode, episode 336 of The Dollop, called okay. Women in Transportation. Okay. I'll, I'll leave okay. it with you. <laughs> you know, I want to write it down. it's really hilarious uh-huh. because the history of women in American transportation is the beliefs used to be, like, if you ride on a bike, your womb's going to fly out. <laughs> and if you, if you go on on a train like your your uterus is gonna <laughs> go up and choke your body and they thought women were gonna burst into flames bicycles were scandalous cars everything so a are you familiar with this theory of the wandering ro- womb no. in latent no. medical no. history no. 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 and i've gone to all those museums but so <laughs> so just just to top that off they said that um when I don't know if this is a joke or not, you saw it on the internet. Uh, four women astronauts, four female astronauts, are going to go to Mars yeah. because uh, they won't. They'll be there for 1.5 years, and they won't have to worry about having sex. I'm like, what? What is that? About? What is that? Have I, to do I didn't with have anything. anything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so here, here another so far advanced right. yet so dumb. Right. At exactly the same time we are as humans. It's right. so funny. We just regress a little. I know. Just a couple of steps forward, yeah. giant leap forward, and then sort of a dip back into sort of right. adolescence, and then a giant leap forward. That's right. Yeah. Somebody's on the Starship Enterprise, like writing dirty shit on the bathroom. Come on. That's right. Space is boring. 2025, I was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So now we've caught up on that. And then I totally forgot that you're doing comedy. (laughs) Because it's, since it's opened back up, I've done a handful of shows and I am doing 51st Jokes, which coming up January 6th at the Arc, 8 o'clock. Be there. (laughs) But I've been picky and I haven't had the urge. Like I used to just have the urge to go to like every open mic, everything, go meet everybody and do everything. And that kind of just ground to a halt. I'd rather just sit and write. Work on stuff, but tell me what you've got going on with that, because I think you're in a contest or something right now. Well, I'm not in a contest now. I am so I'm back on stage. Okay. And I'm doing Ridley's more than anything. I didn't have a car, so I just bought a car. Um, that was a weird thing. Oh, congrats. During, yeah, during the pandemic, I didn't really need it that much. Right, and car. then we ran out of them. Right, we ran out of cars, so <laughs> like for seven months, like in Detroit. Chips, right. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going on? That's what my cousin said, you know, you're in Detroit. You can't mm-hmm. get a car out of Detroit, the Motor City. Yeah. So, uh, Ain't so it strange. 
So I did a, um, so I performed in New York City two weeks ago. Gotham. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the vintage room, because I'm a veteran, not of the military, but of that comedy sure, school. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and that was fun. And yeah. then I performed what, last night, and I've just been performing like three times a month now. That's not a big deal, because I right, was like three you. Three times a month, yeah. Just going out, doing their hanging out, sleepy yes, eyed. Yes. And I'm like, I can't do that. I like staying at home. I do too. Cozy. I do too. And at my what it does to my energy, yeah. like my, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I going up or am I not? What am I doing with all this yeah. rest of this time? Should I have a beer? Should I not? I shouldn't spend the money. I got to drive. Like it made me feel crazy. Yes. And that's four hours a night, every night, no matter oh what. Oh my gosh. Even if you do five minutes. Yes. Five, five minutes. Oh yeah. You oh, get three Lord. minutes to go to Grand Rapids. Good Lord. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. So just, okay. So now I've caught up on Cynthia what I've been doing in the cannabis industry, mostly farming and caregiver farms. Uh-huh. So just there's this group of women. We go, I've done so many different things since I started this show. It just <laughs> dawned on me. I'm like, I'm somewhere in the industry doing some shit. But what I really love is farming. Like I love seeing all the different ways people are making things, producing things. Yeah. I love meeting those caregivers in Michigan who are so good at what yeah. they do. You walk into their little room and it's just like oh man this is good <laughs> right. There's, yeah oh yeah so good um yeah so i'm smoking some train wreck right now from a friend's garden and it's really helping me out but in the larger cannabis scene we just skated by these bills that were trying to be put through um michigan legislation i think it's 5302 through 5304 mm-hmm. does that mm-hmm. sound right uh, yeah i do anyway trying so. to <laughs> Pull back caregiver counts and all this stuff. Oh, and yeah. another big scandal with Viridis Labs. Viridis Labs got caught falsifying results. They are a testing company that was started by former Detroit City Police who were also caught falsifying yeah. labs. Yes. They opened a lab. What? <laughs> How did it happen? I don't know the whole story, but the deal is is they we all the stuff that they tested that they knew was tested wrong was recalled from the shelves in Michigan mm-hmm. in the largest recall in cannabis retail history, yep. allegedly. And then uh, and then that company, Veritas, sued the MRA. Yes, right, right. I saw that. <laughs> so you broke the law, but you're going to sue the, the yeah. law. <laughs> so then all of their products went back on the shelf, not just the ones that tested well, but the ones that failed the test but, or were tested improperly. They all went back on the shelves. So... Beware, buyers. Buyer beware.s If stuff, if something was tested by Veritas Labs, it's out on the shelves and it failed the first time. time. So, so that's like, I think the problem was was mold. It was had mold. No, it was false tests. It was like I don't know if it was too high THC, too high bug count, or whatever. And let me tell you my honest truth, though, is that up until the last three years, I've never, you know, growing up a weed smoker, Mm -hmm. like. I never smoked tested weed in my whole life. Yeah. I never knew where half of it came from. And I've always been very, very lucky. And plus, I've known a lot of caregivers in the last yeah. 10 years. And I've been yeah. very, very lucky. How, so I don't care that much. But I don't want people lying and doing right. shady business. Right, right. That's what I don't want. If, that's, if this is the law and this is the way it's supposed to be done, then... Let's just do it. <coughs> just do it. Just, just do it. Just, if you yeah. want to be in that market and do that thing, just do it. Yeah. Just because do it, it. It is hard to You made the up the laws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. do it then. Your Follow them. Your cops, okay. Yeah. <laughs> seen enough of them oh well okay so now we're into this book so let me ask you this because i'm so excited for those of you who are new to cannabis or you just don't have a good cannabis reference book um the name of this book is cannabis for health the essential guide to using cannabis for total wellness 
And it's put together by Mary Clifton, MD, and Barbara Bromwell Grogan. So I want to ask Cynthia why she recommended this book. And then I found out that she knows Mary. And tell me why you recommended this book, because I would assume you're kind of an expert in these types of things. Yeah, so I read a lot of literature about cannabis. I've read big textbooks about cannabis. I read the National Science Academies. I read all of that. And I, you know what? Every time you read it, it's like, do you have to have a science degree or some PhD or math degree? Or do you have to have something to understand all this, even doctors? And I, I wanted something that, first of all, Dr. Mary is my friend. And I'm, I don't remember where I met her, but right. we're, we're friends. We never met in person. So but is she the one that's from the Michigan area? Yeah, she's from the Michigan area. Yeah. Okay, she went to yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. And now she lives in New York. New York. And okay. she's an internist. Uh, and she's heavily vested in cannabis and cannabis research. So when she put the book together, she's done other things. She's got podcasts out there. She's got a lot of stuff. And if you look her up, Dr. Mary Clifton, uh, you'll see what she's done. And she, she talks to people. So this book talked to me in terms of what a consumer would like to know. Yeah. Even what a health professional needs to know. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing a doctor and the doctor's, doesn't know any of this then they can't recommend anything about cannabis to you right they can't say a word right they can say do you use it how much do you use and and keep moving but they can't recommend them if you don't know the endocannabinoid system if you don't know terpenes and flavonoids and strains if you don't know any of that as a physician you're just saying you know and, and this is what people doc, patients tell me their doctor won't certify me they don't know enough they said find somebody like myself right right <laughs> or they're scared do you think some and this, of it oh, is, absolutely some of it is not educated about it and so they don't feel confident and do you think some of it is just scared they're gonna get in trouble what percentage so of, the fear is high because the okay. systems that be the yeah. health care systems call them what you want they're yeah. all around uh and including the uh, va system uh it's still schedule one and so if you are part of our health care system please do not tell patients to use anything schedule one. Oh, just don't do it right so you will lose your license with the boy right. you you won't be credentialed you will be looked at as a drug dealer yeah although you're writing for opiates and people sure. are, and people are dying so so you so doctors are afraid they're right. just afraid and then number two the thing is they want to know more i think the oncologists i think 36 percent of oncologists really wanted to know more yes and they thought their patients should use it and they said go away and use it but they didn't know what to tell them what straight they didn't know anything about right marijuana but they are in favor of it because they see that it's helping their patients with pain yeah nausea vomiting weight gain uh, appetite you know cachexia all of that mm-hmm. it helps but that the group that would benefit the most by telling patients won't tell patients either and that's the oncologists and cancer doctors. Yeah. And then there's pain management doctors. That's a different story. Because it's Schedule 1 and because they can write for pain uh, pills and opiates and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do injections. Uh, if, they're pa- if they test their patients and their patients come up positive for cannabis, they won't write for the pain pills. So they won't allow them to what? use both. Yeah, it's kind of a backward situation now that's changing slowly because i'm listening to patients and what did your pain doctor say if you use cannabis can you will they write your prescription for your your opiates or what or whatever and they said well they said they're not going to test anymore some aren't testing some aren't asking some but they but they do a a drug screen no matter what when you're at a pain clinic right wow yeah and would you say so one of the questions i have for you is 
what do you see mostly? Because the the wonderful way that this book is laid out is it basically basically goes like one through I think fifty, no mm -hmm. one through thirty, one through one through yeah. forty, something like that. Like very common, one through thirty three. They're like case studies, right? Yeah. yeah. A few. Treatments for 33 conditions, right? And what I like about the way this is laid out is starting this treatments for 33 conditions, you can legitimately not cherry pick, but if you're like, oh, I wonder if the, anybody's looked into it for insomnia, yeah. Parkinson's disease, intimacy and fertility, right. epilepsy, then you can just find it right. and it goes through a very simple, like you said, a very simple, this is what we know about that disease yeah. thus far. Here's how it's treated. Right. Here's why cannabis right. might help. Yes. Very easy to... Easy to, e easy to consume. Yeah. It's like you pick it up like, okay, what's the endocannabinoid system? And you get there and you're yeah. like, oh, I understand it. Now it's like the respiratory system or the cardiovascular system or the mm -hmm. uh, neurological system. There's another system, like the microbiome yeah. of your gut. And since there's this other system that was only identified by Dr. Um, uh, Raphael Michalum, I think, uh, from Tel Aviv, somewhere mm -hmm. in the uh, 90s. Yeah, so it so, wasn't in any of my textbooks in high school yeah, or college. Yeah, it wasn't mine either. I, mean, no. <laughs> I was well gone. I was talking yeah, about that. Yeah. But, so once you understand the endocannabinoid system, uh, and then you can understand why cannabis works on the receptors in your body, yeah. why it needs to be in balance. Yeah. You need this, this system is there. And if it's out of balance for whatever reason, because we make our own endocannabinoids, yeah. if it's out of balance, then um, maybe marijuana will help it and get it in balance. Yeah. Cannabis and hemp. Yeah. They both work that way. As I was going through a lot of this, I was really grateful because I was thinking like, oh, yeah, of course it's helpful for sleep because da-da-da, and I've experienced this. Uh -huh. And then, oh, yeah, of course it's good for chronic pain because I've had friends that were addicted to an opiate, da-da-da-da. And I'm realizing, oh, I'm lucky because for me, it's more affirming yes. and yes. anecdotal. And, oh, goodness, yes, I've heard a story like this as well. Mm -hmm. And if you swim around in the industry, if you've been a bud tender or been a caregiver or whatever then you of course know these stories of people who got rid of their migraines or had tumors shrink or who came out of you know shocking anxiety yeah. where they couldn't do anything at all yeah. then you realize like oh what's wonderful is that this is seems very second nature to me but what is profound is this is going to be brand new information for yeah. some people. Yeah, it is. Brand new. Brand new. They never heard it. They don't know what. And, and it's um, validated with all the references as well. Yes. It's, yes. And like I said, it's easy to consume. But once you start to say, what is it? So what is a cannabinol? What is a, what is cannabis? What's cannabinoids? Why are there all these C words, but you thought it was just THC? Yes. And so yes. now you understand it a little bit better. I think you have to read it a couple times at the beginning. But once you get to that basic foundation. Yeah. You're literate, and then you go to figure out what your ailment is, and you figure out why it works. Mm -hmm, and because mm -hmm. there's other things she talks about, the six pillars of, of integrative health. Oh, yeah, Cannabis is one of them. Oh, yeah, That helps to, to um, get your endocannabinoid system into homeostasis, but sleep is, exercise is. I'm sure she didn't put sex in there. I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's yes, All yes. those things, you know? Yes, she does. Um, inter so I'm going to walk through kind of like how how she breaks down because my favorite part was kind of the here's common things and what what they're for but one of the things i wanted to ask you as a long-term sort of seeing people and talking about medicine and cannabis is what 
do you hear most from people? What is what is a common thing in your practice? Have you talked to people more about chronic pain or about anxiety? Have you talked to people more about insomnia or PTSD or cancer? What have what have you experienced? The top thing is chronic pain. Okay. That's the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, second on the list, it's not really second. There's a lot of things, categories that come under chronic pain. Then there's inflammatory bowel disorders, those sort of things. Anxiety, insomnia, depression are in a category that cannot be certified in the state of Michigan. The word anxiety, the word depression, insomnia, you can't use those. Those are not certifiable. People don't know that. So you have to have PTSD. That's, that's, oh, that's, meaning, meaning medicinally, medicinally, you're supposed to have that, de- oh, that designation. Right. So when <sighs> I see people who have, you can have chronic pain for anything. I had, a, I certified a patient once for writer's cramp. That's pain. <laughs> it was kind of silly, but it's still pain. And most people have different kinds of pain. But when people say I have anxiety, I have stress, I, I, I can't deal. I can't certify you. Oh my gosh! You can't certify people for that, and, and yeah. And so their doctor, their physician, or psychiatrist would have to say you have PTSD, and they have to show me their letter because I'm not a psychiatrist, and so I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, cancer comes up, but not as much as I thought because I have over like twelve thousand patients or more that I've certified, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when I went back to my list in my electronic health record because you have to keep records. Yeah. This is like. Like I'm not just seeing you in this going going someplace. It goes in the electronic health record, and then uh, there weren't that many cancer patients that I saw. There just were uh, maybe less than a hundred, mm-hmm. but their issues would be like cachexia or weight loss, like uh, quality of life. I can't sleep. You know, some pain, nausea, vomiting, those sort of things. So I th- I wish cancer were higher in terms of what people wanted it for. Mm-hmm. But then the dosing is pretty complicated for people who have cancer. So most yeah. people with cancer are going to do, oh, I have nausea, so I need marijuana for that. Or I have some pain and a lot of pain. People mm-hmm. with pain. Some of my friends with cancer have had lots of pain, and mm-hmm. it helps. But they're afraid. So here's another fear factor. Uh, they go for chemotherapy, and then they don't want to, they want to make sure the chemo is going to work which we know that doesn't really work that well. And then they won't use cannabis because they think it's interfering or they don't want to tell their doctor. So what? They, they, yeah, they think they're going to be, it's just the fear of health and medicine is just outrageous. So I hear yeah. things like, like, you can't talk, you, you should be able to tell your doctor that. Why, mm-hmm. why did you tell them? Oh, I, I can't talk about that. It's incredible. I, I know. It used to be they wouldn't tell their doctors they took vitamin D and vitamin C, and now they won't tell them. Now that's no big deal. They'll bring a whole list in for that. Mm-hmm. But now it's cannabis. We're so weird, <laughs> right? We're such weird human things. That's like right. Like we don't know how to take care of ourselves. No. And we believe and, what other people <clears throat> tell us so intently. Right. Like, look, I always tell my patients, look, look I'm going to tell you this about whatever, because I do a COVID series as well. Oh, I said, my but gosh. ask your doctor. Please yeah. ask your doctor. Don't trust me. And also, number three is look it up. I yeah. don't believe in second opinions. I believe in third opinions. Yeah. So I give them a lot of foundational resources. Mm-hmm. Go ask somebody else and then look it up. And then they'll come back. Right. Because I'm not trying to trick anybody. And then I think trust the physical evidence you see in the world. Yeah. Like I remember, I don't remember when it clearly dawned on me at like in the most crystal clear way that like, you know, that time in your life where you go, 
why do people keep telling me that people who do certain kinds of drugs are this way? They're like lazy or da 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 da. Uh-huh. But most of those people I know are like the valedictorians of their school. Right. They're, They're running the businesses. Right. I, I don't understand. CEO of WeWork. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it, when it dawned on me, like, oh, this has been a sham. Like, yeah. I've been told the wrong things. Yeah. And so I think also like looking around and going like, oh, people who drink a whole bunch of alcohol every day don't feel great and doesn't work out great. And that's physical evidence in the same way in my yeah. mind that like the people who exercise a lot tend to be in a better mood, you know, or the yeah. people who, but also the people that are using cannabis aren't insane and no, aren't no. robbing or fighting or, you know. No, like, none of that. None of that. Well, let me tell you, when I first started with this, I had that same sort of stigma. I'm like, I'm right. going to be here at this dispensary and I, these weird people who want marijuana are going right. to come and then they're going to attack me. I'm like, none of that happened. No. That's from the place truth. In the world. Friendly, it is. Friendliest place in the world. And the community, we talk about the, this a lot on Jazz Cabbage Cafe about there's part of integrative health you know there's sleep there's digestion well if you can find the list that, yeah, um, yeah 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 well she talks about the five foes the, 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 the pillars well the five foes are on 21 i don't know where the pillars are but one of the things that we talk about it we used to talk about a lot on jazz cabbage was the community feeling of smoking weed with someone like yeah. we're all just going to open up and be like, hey, let's all talk and share this little space yeah. and and open our minds up a little bit yeah. and be happy and connected for a minute <laughs> and laugh yeah. and then go about our way. And be on with it. And yeah. be on with it, yeah. So in my mind, it is, or in my experience, as far as my health has gone, it's okay to just chill out and look at the flowers, kind of, yeah, and is. not be working 90 hours a week, 90, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is is worth it. Yeah. So, okay. Did you find what you were looking for? So yes. Explain a little bit about the, this. The lowdown on the healing, That's, the body breakdown, the five foes. Which yes, are explain in, this to inflammation, me. Inflammation, stress, sleep deprivation, anxiety, and depression. So pause. Will you say it, because I think it went a little fast, but will you say the chapter name, the what it is, and then the page number? Okay, so it says uh, part three, page number 21, the lowdown on the healing high. And the body breakdown and uh, breaking the body down into the five areas that uh, are the root of most illnesses. Mm-hmm. So we know inflammation. We know everybody's word uses the word inflammation. I don't think they even really know what it means. Right. I feel like it's a buzzword. <laughs> it is a buzzword. Right. And why yeah. do you think it's a buzzword? It's because it's overall understanding that something in your body is on fire okay uh, yeah, i don't understand and, and, and because <laughs> yeah. doctors say oh you have chronic inflammation mm-hmm. and so the patients say okay i got inflammation and then they come to them i have inflammation i think what does that mean well i have inflammation my doctor told me i have inflammation but it has to do with inflammatory factors in your body right, right. that they can measure and then it causes distress in other areas it's a it's a cascade of of, of problems that can occur because of inflammatory factors interleukins TNF alphas, they're just the C-reactive protein. Those kind of names 
But so a doctor will probably measure those, hopefully. But if they don't really measure it, then ah, it's your heart. It's, it's inflammation. It's mm-hmm. joint pain. It's inflammation. It's a headache. It's impl- It's not, everything is now related to inflammation, inflammatory factors. And especially the cardiovascular system because mm-hmm. of the lining of our heart. And uh, the, if you look at the lining, it's supposed to be smooth. Otherwise, it's like frayed and that's called inflammatory factors and the glycocalyx is another fancy word that says the inside the lining of your heart is breaking down just like driving down the street in michigan with potholes it's just breaking up oh so yeah. that's the kind of way the, to yeah that hit right home yeah. i can picture that, <laughs> you picture that. <laughs> i live right in downtown ypsilanti <laughs> right. and i know what ripped up streets yeah, ripped up streets it affects the flow of the things yeah, going that, on that's right it, <laughs> it affects the like flow right so inflammation so that's happening in it's gonna your cause body. a wreck that's right <laughs> it's gonna cause a wreck i get it right. now that's a great picture right and then uh, the next one is stress uh which we all know is fight or flight and um Everything's stressing us out right now. Yeah, it the is. world, the planet, COVID has just made everybody evil and mean. Yeah, but look at what's psyched out. It's amazing to me what's happening in California with smash and grab. Oh yeah, what, 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 what's going on with that? I don't know. You're just running in like a flash mob, and what these people are doing. I'm learning this from the the news. They don't even really know each other. Some of them do, but they have some sort of like dark web thing. Yeah. And then they say, we're going to hit this store at, at such and such a time. Most of the people don't even know each other. Smash and grab. Right. They're just looking for something to do. I don't know what's going on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so then uh, sleep deprivation. Well, we know we need six to seven hours of sleep or maybe seven to eight hours of sleep oh, yes. uh, just to keep our endocannabinoid system intact. And then, of course, there's anxiety for everything. Uh, mm-hmm. From from COVID to finances to kids to school shootings, um, and um, then there's depression. People are actually depressed. Mm-hmm. And don't, so the mental health problem is on a rampant rise. Yeah, everywhere. And um, you know what's interesting about all of it is, including the cannabis, is I would say thirty years ago most of this language that I use, and it might have just been the circles I ran in, or the internet wasn't as prevalent 30 years ago or what but people smoked weed when they got it to party Mm -hmm. and people didn't talk about stress and anxiety that much you know they would like chill out yeah the word it was just a word yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't, we didn't have the vocabulary to say, no, 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 I need to explain <laughs> this, and I want to change it, and I need to unpack it all, yeah. and I feel like the, the whole consciousness has expanded in yeah. these areas, including how we see those things, yeah. and what causes those things, and how accepted those things are, and, yeah. you know, managed uh, over time, and as well as things like cannabis and psilocybin and stuff like that is treatments are suddenly so that has expanded so yeah and incredibly so it really started to look better for us with the hemp bill in 2018 Mm -hmm. when that was passed and so it became sort of descheduled just hemp in general so hemp slash cannabis and then with charlotte charlotte's web with Mm -hmm. her javette syndrome and um epilepsy and so i think she this started in 2013 and the fda finally approved epidiolex which is a synthetic cannabis but for her seizures and so so that 
shifted us in a way, shifted Mm -hmm. us. And now with over 30 plus states having medical, I'll talk about that in just a moment, and then maybe 15 or 15 states having recreational, Mm -hmm. it's shifting the federal government to look at it a different way in the FDA. But when you say medical, it's so odd to me that we went through all this from like uh, California, 1996 or 98, medical, 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 Michigan, 2008, medical. Yeah. Not a doctor in the world even sanctioned medical. The word medical is like, like it's made up. Right. Think about it. I'm not saying that's for your audience. It's right. made up, made up. But so it's medical, but doctors don't know about it. It's medical that the whole health community doesn't know anything about it. It's medical. So weird. It's weird. So, so it happened weird. with consumer. They should say consumer and then recreational, but they should say recreational and then medical. But it didn't work that way. <gasps> so now we got doctors. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, you know, so you have doctors stuck saying, oh, so use medical medical marijuana. So what's the difference between that and recreational? The formulation? Not really. The stupid laws. It's the stupid laws. That's the only difference. Right, and I'm involved it's in maddening. it. <laughs> it's I'm involved maddening. in it, but I got involved because I wanted to understand the science of this. Yeah. Like, what is really yeah. going on? And people could ask me, well, can't you just certify patients? It's not that difficult. But no, it's more to it than that because now yeah. if you're using marijuana and you're also using pharmaceuticals, the pathway for metabolism is the liver. It's the cytochrome P450 system. It's other cytochrome systems. Yeah. And if people are using, for instance, cardiovascular drugs, blood pressure medications. That's even the opiates. It's going on the same pathway. Something has to be metabolized before before it's like the shipping crisis we have. Right, right. Can't get all ships through at once, okay? Right. There's a build going? up at the right. Suez Canal. <laughs> right. My liver is the Suez Canal. Yeah. So what's gonna get through first? Is it gonna be the medicine that I need for my heart? Or is it gonna be cannabis? So how oh. how will they interfere with each other? So those, are, I think Dr. Mary talked about that somewhere in here. It, it yes. probably gets a little technical. Uh, this is a, the, this is not a very technical book. It's very fun to read. There's a lot of information, but it's not technical. Technical. I have, I have those books. <laughs> I would. I. That's why I thought discussing this one would be easier, and oh, for yes. people to understand and and try to figure out. What is my cannabis pathway? Oh, yes. I think it's a good starter, too. Yes, it is. I think it's a good starter. Like, I like having those books around that say, here's all the different kinds of things you can eat in the woods with really good (laughs) pictures and, (laughs) or, you know, those charts with all the bones in your body and systems and things like that, which still don't seem to have the endocannabinoid system, those fold-out charts. I know, I know. What on earth? But that's why I like Wikipedia. (laughs) Yes, yes. So if you're wanting to look up something, but you you don't want to see a chart with a bunch of molecules interacting. Right. The CBNA molecule reacting with the cancer cell. All of that, yeah. So... There is some of that, but it's mostly like here is what we know so far about blank, and here's how it may or may not affect your life if you try it, right? And here's what to know as kind of a safeguard. Um, Yes, so... And I think it helps for caregivers who are taking care of patients who don't really know what's going on. Oh, my gosh, I've seen that situation so many times. Yes. So who's your caregiver? What did they tell you to do? Like, I don't know. They just brought this. Like, what? <laughs> so yeah. That, that happens. Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. So a friend of mine from South Carolina, her dad had brain surgery. And she's like, well, first of all, she said, my dad's been wanting to try CBD or something like that because he's really anxious. And I go, oh, okay, what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. 
well, he's getting ready to have brain surgery. That's what he's anxious about. Yeah. And he can't sleep. I'm like, well, this is a whole other level. Yes. Like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, right. So I'm like trying to be really cautious. Like, well, is he okay with like tinctures for scars yeah. and wounds? Is he okay with just things to calm him down? Will that interact with everything? Mm-hmm. And then when, so I sent this little care package, um, saying like, here's some things to try. And he was afraid to do it. He wanted to wait till he was feeling better. I'm like, no, <laughs> it really helps. It's right. kind of like waiting for your headache to go away before right. you take before the you ibuprofen. Take <laughs> like, right. you know, I want that. I want that to really count when I don't need it anymore. Yeah, so it's all gone. That's what yeah. I'm it, it, you and know, then really do the tracks, do the title, like, whatever. No, no, we no. want to speed this Just along, yeah, right? Yeah. There's not a really good reason for you to remain in this much pain, uh, yeah. if if possible. If there's something that could help you be in less pain. Yeah, that'd be great. You I know, th- I think she does a good sort of a, a description of the endocannabinoid system and how it's in balance and out of balance. Which, which when you get sick, the endocannabinoid system is out of balance. That's why we make it in our bodies anandamide and yes uh, and two AG the God molecule. Yes, right? the, no, bliss, the, the bliss, the bliss, molecule, bliss molecule, anandamide. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's a very calming. But when you can see, so when this quote unquote inflammation comes up your endocannabinoid system is probably out of balance and your own endocannabinoids that you make are not coming up to par. They're not making the stuff that they need to make for your body to stay in balance. This is so complicated, but it's such a beautiful system created by God herself. (laughs) It's just so beautiful. I know. Well, the other day I was working at a caregiver farm with a bunch of stoners like you do. (laughs) And we realized like, oh, this is the clone, like we're now trimming the clone of the thing that we did mm-hmm. last year, right? Yeah. Which means that that plant nourished us, we cared for it, Yeah. it dried, then we smoked it, uh-huh. while we're caring for basically its children. children. Now its children, <laughs> children are caring are. for us, and we're caring for them, yes. and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like... This reciprocation of like caring for yeah, the plant, the plant yeah. caring for us, and caring for the plant, yeah. and plant caring for us has been why I have been turned off a little bit by the industry part yeah, of it. A I little understand. bit. I understand. I understand because I love the plant so yeah. much. You yeah, know? I'm kind of yeah. like, wait, wait, before you bust in here with your bros and ask me what has the highest THC. <laughs> right, right. So that you guys could go get wrecked, which I'm for, by the way. Rock out, do it, be safe, but also. Look at how pretty this plant is and how magical it is and how it's different from this plant. Totally different. Don't confuse (laughs) the two. They're different, right? Because I think, like, here's my big fat aloe plant in my apartment that I'm looking at. It's crazy. But if you see an aloe plant, you see an aloe plant. You don't see 500 kinds of aloe plants doing 500 kinds of aloe plant things. With cannabis plants, there's so many phenotypes and ways to isolate things it is yeah. super magic yeah, it is it, it is and um it sounds kind of foo-foo but when sure, i look at the, when i lead to read the research i'm like wow that work, that's how that works and that's how that works so it's stuff i learned in medical school university of michigan go blue yeah girl <laughs> and when i learned that stuff i'm like god this is complicated and then they would you know cannabis was off the table was never talked about but i looked at every other thing in medicine and I was very disappointed only because I wanted to talk about nutrition. I wanted to talk about nutritional things. Yeah. Never, never got a lecture. This was what they told us at the University of Michigan. 
Nutrition's not that important. Go get a good lunch. But what's a good lunch, doctor, professor? Like they told you in medical school yes, yes, that nutrition that, wasn't that important. No. That was it was pharmacology, pathology, physiology, <gasps> the P's. But nutrition was we never got a lecture in that. Never. Oh my gosh. If that's you can insane. find one from back in the day, I'll, I'll be happy. They're teaching it now. They yeah. understand. Right. But back in the day that was never because so that's why when you see much older doctors, um, it's a pill. It's a pill. It's a pill farm. Yeah. It's a pill farm. And you to talk to a patient about nutrition, it becomes like, wow, I can't talk about that. I don't take too much time. And we'll see somebody. Blah, 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 blah. So, right. So, and also, that seems personal. Like, I'm telling them yeah. not to eat what they eat. I'm oh, like, well, yeah. then you're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, not doing You're letting I, them stay sick. So, because of all of this, yes. I, I'm, di- yes. I'm very interested in the microbiome and mm-hmm. nutrigenomics and, um, and the DNA system. So I do that kind of testing now for patients. It is an eye So what do you mean by so you, So we're, we all have our DNA. Sure. So you've heard Let's of Ancestry.com and yeah, 23andMe. Right. But there's other programs that will look at your DNA from a nutritional level okay. or just genomics in general and to look at your, the way you metabolize anything. Any Holy medicine, crap. Any Isn't that amazing? Food. Yes, it's amazing. So when you have that and you combine all of this, it's like my toolbox is like wider. And you you get certified to do that or you work with a company that well, knows how to I, do that? So or? I'm already board certified. So okay. I understand that. So I just go do lectures genomics. like the whole Vegas thing was about that. Oh, my gosh. So, you taught genomics <laughs> in Vegas? But no, we didn't teach it. No, you just go to lectures. And oh then and then gosh. And then the people who taught the lecture, it could be food, you know, there's food there too. Yes, <laughs> then, oh yes. You gotta have food if you're gonna have a lecture. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> doctors are needy. But, uh, <laughs> and, and then you understand how to use the test. But you, you've got a really good, first of all, you got a foundation because you're already a doctor mm-hmm. or a specialist or whatever. You've yes, studied. yes, yes. So after all that 10 or 12 years and 10, 10 years and 20 years of experience, like you really know how to put it together. So here comes a new product that looks at genomics and DNA and like, wow, that would really help. Mm-hmm. That would help my patient. I was trying to figure out how to figure that out and now I can figure it out. It's so much fun. Yes. Yeah. And I would like to see more things that heal us without so many side effects, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. when a, a friend of mine just visited from the UK um, in October, she was staying with her sister in the Southern part of the state. And she was like, there's so many commercials <laughs> about drugs you can take. Right. Like you're supposed to tell your, you doctor, tell your doctor that you want to take this drug. <laughs> right. She's like, is that the way it works? I'm like, I don't go to any doctors. So I have no idea right. how it works. Like yeah. I just don't even have that. And it would never occur to me to be like, hey, there's this prescription yeah. I want to be on, you know? Yeah. So direct to consumer came into existence in the mid nineties. Yeah. And that was before. So you could, Go to your doctor, and your doctor would tell you what to do. But now you see it on television, you go tell your doctor what to do. I saw wow. this commercial. I saw yeah. a commercial for Zoloft, and it was a little bouncing ball that was happy. I went that the Zoloft. That's yeah, what I yeah, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, direct-to-consumer is taking over. Yeah. It's a different way. And then the I insurance, know. and the cost of the insurance companies have taken over. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's so, so crazy. So, so yes. the, let me... It's, uh, discuss one piece in here that I thought yes, was really please. interesting because it happens to me. Please um, tell me what page you're on. I'm to going to uh, page number 13. 13. Can't, yeah. And you talked about this a little bit. About, okay. You talked about testing. 13. Cannabis and the workplace. Yeah. So okay. Cannabis and the workplace. So when I certify patients, I always say, well, what kind of work do you do? 
Um, and if it's in transportation and manufacturing, it's even more difficult to certify them, but you can. Uh, that's because you wouldn't want your pilot high on marijuana. Okay. And a bus driver. Right. Uh, and you want them, want them high on alcohol either. So sure. those industries do testing. Yeah. They do um, pre-hiring pre, uh, testing. They do uh, random testing. And if they do pre-hire, they can always do random. Uh, and then if you get called into, what do you call it, uh, employee health for an accident on the job, they will test you for drugs. And I had a patient who... She didn't have a major accident, but she dropped something on herself. Yeah. On herself. So she had to go to employee health. Employee health did a random drug screen. Then she had to go to counseling. Oh, my god. She was a drug abuser. Then she came to me. She says, I need a certificate so I can get out. I'm like, what? Now I'm involved yeah. in employee health. Yeah. <laughs> my malpractice insurance is like, you, you can't. I've I been mean, going to court, all this kind of stuff. Like, so- I'm so ready for the future that I see <laughs> where that's as ridiculous as it really yeah. is. Where yeah. you're like, surely that didn't happen. Yeah. No, that seems right. absurd. <laughs> Why would they do that? Of course she needs weed. She's a kindergarten teacher. That's right. It should be distributed at breakfast. She's taking care of children. So it it just becomes difficult because um, I have to tell patients, you're going to be tested. And, yeah, and, and then don't, and then please don't turn around and ask me to come to court. Right, for you. right, and right, so, right. So people call me randomly for certification. Yeah, I got a case. Can you be in court tomorrow? Can I just show up in court tomorrow? No, no. Are you even my patient? Oh no. my gosh! You're not oh my gosh! My I didn't even think about that whole side of it. <laughs> you are not my patient. You just found me on the internet, and now I'm supposed to show up and say he really needs marijuana. Right. Well, doctor, when did you first see him? Would you first have contact with this person as a patient? Well, never. Well, never. Why, why are you so right. invested and involved right. in this? Well, at this point, I'm not because now <laughs> I look stupid. Right, right. So, right. Yeah, those things happen. Right. So, if you're going to go to a job or job interview, pre, pre uh, hire testing, don't use marijuana. Yeah. Just don't use it. Yeah. Uh, can you clean up your act? Not if you're an everyday user, you, you can't do it. Right. It's gonna take. It's gonna be metabolized and sit in the fat of your body, and it's not going away. And For a month, two months. It how could, long could it test? Up to forty to sixty days, depends oh, on how big of a really? user you are. Right. So if you're like a, used it once, you can get that out in eight to ten days. Yeah. You just with regular detox, a lot of water, B twelve, whatever. Right. You just, okay, and then if you're an everyday user, once a day, then it's gonna be there. It's gonna sit right. there once you stop forty to sixty days. If you are a heavy, heavy user, right, it's probably not gonna go away for sixty to ninety days. Right, right. Three years in, you shaved yeah. your head, you yeah. exfoliated your whole body. <laughs> right, you got done then, a colonic, and, and, they're, and they're not <laughs> right. You did everything imaginable, stood on your head. Yeah, uh, but they're they're using urine drug testing for fifty nanograms, I think, of the of yeah. the specific substance they're looking for. But it's not easy to get out. Um, and I've had patients come back and say, you know what? Tell me what to do. I'm applying for a job. What can I do? Read Dr. Mary's book. I know. Beating the test. Yes. It's called Beating the Test, page 14. Yeah. God bless yeah. you. No particular me- method of beating a drug test is going to be 100% foolproof, but boy, there's some good suggestions. Yeah, some good suggestions. Uh, yeah. and, and the best advice is don't use it in the first place if you're going to have, if you know right. you're getting tested. Right. Yeah. Thank God. I'm really lucky lately that I have not had to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, it's probably very important 
for my roles that I am a regular user. So I can yeah. speak with conviction so about the right, things that right. I do. Right, right. Absolutely, yes. And, and that I can understand. I remember I took a... There's a whole chapter in here on strains, and it's very interesting because I have never seen a breakdown. Um, I can tell people some very basic things based on, oh, I'd really like to sleep, and I can tell them that this mezcal that I recently yeah. got in Ypsilanti put me on my ass in under uh, an hour, and was, I have was slept that flour or flour, flour, okay, and I slept hard That's for like nine hours. That's interesting because right? flour doesn't usually last that long. Oh my gosh. But the thing is, is it was so strong and I'm a regular, I'm a really good sleeper anyway. Uh I have no trouble falling asleep, but I would say if it was that strong for me, if you're trying to get sleepy, it's worth a shot. And I've slept soundly, you know, with the outside noises and a snorer and (laughs) and a little tiny injury on my arm, You, you know, just like it was wonderful. But also, um, I remember listening in on this zoom kind of grow seminar with dj short through om of medicine om of medicine has been doing dj short and i in this book she recommends very specific strains for very specific things which i loved what he impressed me with was he said i judge bud based on my personal experience how does it make me feel how does it taste Uh how does it act on my body what does it how does it act in the pot of the, when I'm growing it yeah. and things like that, I don't really care if it tests high for THC. I okay. don't care if he wasn't looking at it in that way. He was looking at it as, as a medicine. What is the physical experience expect, for me and yeah. how that's going to be different for everyone? Yeah. But I can tell you how it is for me yeah. to give you some guidelines. Because the thing to understand is your body chemistry, the way that you yeah. process caffeine is different than the way I right. process Absolutely. caffeine or sugar yeah. is different than the way yeah. I process sugar and I crave cereal and you crave ice cream. You <laughs> <laughs> remembered I'm busted. <laughs> if you oh, see me in Vanilla beef. <laughs> if you see me in Cynthia just sitting shamefully <laughs> with like the dairy smile <laughs> drooling. <laughs> we just couldn't could handle it anymore and just broke down. Wait, 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 one more pint. One okay. More. <laughs> I know. No. Uh, yeah. So, so this is yeah. a good outline. I think this is ch- a part five: power healers, cannabis yes, strains, yes. and their health benefits. And she really goes through this very well. Uh, because if you know, if you go into a dispensary, if you say, uh, "I want Gorilla Glue," "I want Girl Scout Cookie," and then she goes into Durban Poison, Doctor Grinspoon, Euphoria, yes, Cherry yes. Pie, Chernobyl. I mean, I don't know all this, and and that that so that's to say, as a physician. Or healthcare provider, I'm gonna give you Tylenol. It's not gonna be Tylenol, Greek go ba. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's Tylenol. It's just Tylenol, Tylenol. But yeah. this is so different. So understanding the names and the right. words and getting used to saying them is really important. And it's, yes, talking to a butt tender, you have to know something. Not the first time though, because they will educate you. Right, right. But also understanding this. This is very important. I think is people go, oh yeah. I've tried weed before. It made me paranoid. Like there's this one thing and I'm like, well, how much did you do? How did you take mm-hmm. it? What else was going on? Were you in a safe place? Right. Were you hydrated? You know, right, right. It's, but also understanding that it's such an interesting, complicated plant yes. that it's like you're asking Joe Schmo sometimes to be a really experienced medicine woman. Yeah. There's yeah. so many little things to know. It's nuances. Nuances. This, yeah. And then 
I would encourage everybody, like when when you're looking for something like this, because there's a lot of wonderful case studies, which I think I'll, yeah. you know, pick out a couple and read in this uh, treatments for 33 conditions section. But one of the things I would say that I've seen work well for people is you get your little notebook and you figure out that if you take a little 10 milligram Metabol, if you have major chronic pain coming on, that it's very, very helpful for you. And you need to remember that strain and how long it took to kick in, what else you did that day, if you want to work like that. Yeah. But so, some of the interesting things for dispensaries is they, if you go to a, a dispensary, the, sa- the same one all the time, they have a running list of what's going on for you. Yeah. They keep you in their queue. Yeah. Because of the system and, you know. Well, if they're great, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the thing is, is because I've been working with a lot of different caregivers and whatnot and personal growers haven't been in that market so much. And so some of them are really, really great. And some of them are very transactional and you have to find those ones that ask the great questions, put the great time into. And most of the time they're going to call those the medical dispensary. Mm -hmm. When it's medical recreational, it's like such a constant blend that sometimes they don't have time to really talk to you. Like, don't you just know what you want? Buy it. Thank you very much for your money. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. and it's, it's not unpolite. It's just that's what it is. But when you yeah. go into a dispensary that says they're medical, they will probably take some more time mm-hmm. and talk to you about this, that, and the other. Now I don't know what the staffing is like in the dispensaries now. I know that people are doing curbside, mm-hmm. so I don't think somebody's going to come to your car in the winter time and start talking to you about what you should do for your arthritis. But they might. Right. Well, you can go back in. I was just with. There, there's so many places I get great service, so I didn't mean that to sound like there wasn't anybody out there. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, who's going to, not everybody's going to be this great healer <laughs> at a dispensary, right? They might just be like, well, we've got these vape carts and we've got these, you know, they're not approaching it as a sacred medicine, yeah. right? Yeah. So know that there is a difference. Yeah. Know that. You probably should do some research on your own. Yes, absolutely. More than anything, you should do your own research. Yeah. So that's why a book like this. So I I, I don't have any, what do you have to do, do, uh, declare that you don't have any investment in this? (laughs) Yeah, she's, we're not getting like kickbacks. I'm not getting kickbacks. Right, right. (laughs) It's just a great book. We just like books and we like this doctor (laughs) and we think people should know about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no kickbacks. Yeah, but but to read it and understand and have a better conversation because most of the time when I certify people, it's like a recertification. People already know. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. have an idea. But first-time users and older people in particular don't know. They don't know they anything. Don't know. They want more time. They want to talk to me about all this. So I yeah. think I just say, buy the book. <laughs> and yes. I'll talk to you about specific things. But th- this is a, a great educational tool, I think. Yes. It's not science. It's like, it's like the science books. I got a big one. So if anybody of any of your listeners knows Dr. Dustin Sulak, S-U-L-A-K. S-U-L-A-K. Uh-huh. He's okay. incredible. And uh, he does, he was doing Wednesday nights um, for about, throughout, throughout the pandemic. And he is, he just wrote a book, uh, Cannabis, something for doctors. It's for, you know, it's more scientific, more data. Is more it called science Cannabis Stuff for Doctors and Stuff? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> 
we'll cl- find the name. The clinical, <laughs> the clinical guide for cannabis something, and and Dr. Justin Suak. So, sure, okay. It's about forty dollars is a hardcover. So okay, it's a hard read. And is that a lot of like chemistry? Yes. Okay, which yes. I am interested yeah. in. Yes. I am interested in, but when it comes to, so if you're wanting to have that kind of experience, there's that. But this is the, I am curious because I have a friend going through addiction withdrawal, or I am curious yes. because I have this chronic knee pain, yeah. and what might I delve into? Because a lot of times, if you're picking up a book like this, you might not everybody, uh-huh. right? Some people uh-huh. listening to this swim around in the cannabis industry every day. Other people maybe have been misinformed for the last 40 years of their life. Yes. <laughs> They're afraid of it, or they think it doesn't do anything, or they think there's something wrong with the plant itself. They, yeah. They're confusing, like, the plant and what it does with, like, the law right. and the movies and, and things and, like that. And the criminal elements that yeah. are surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, people that they may know in their family that became a stoner. Yeah. And, and, and so if you have that experience, then you're never going to give this a chance. Right. Of course, you'll be like, no, no. That guy I knew growing yeah. up was a stoner, and yeah. he stayed in his house, and his house yeah. was dirty. Yeah. So yeah. never, I, yeah, I will never, I never touch this stuff. It's interesting because I say, have you ever asked patients, you ever use tobacco? Uh, how many cigarettes you smoke a day? Oh, you know, a pack. You ever use drink alcohol? Oh, yeah, occasionally. You ever use marijuana? Oh, no way. Like, I like know. what? Wow, right? I mean, this the reaction is like kind of like it's I just, in our but, minds. I to, but I have to take it out. I have to take it all in and not be judgy. Right. I can't judge you. Because you don't know what they grew up with. They grew up with a picture of this ruined that person's life. Yeah. And I would never, you have to never. form your own right. kind of relationship with anything. Yeah. With anything, yeah. right? A lot of people have to do that with alcohol. Because yeah. some people don't like doctors. Much, They'll whatever. tell me that. I don't like doctors. Yep. I said I never did anything to you. Uh, people That's don't, true. People don't like getting their vaccine. I'm like, I'm not involved in that conversation anymore. Right, exactly. I'm just not in it, okay? Because I can't convince anybody one way or the other. Right, so right. I think, and, and so... This book, I think, helps to get rid of misinformation. I think yes. it's solidly written. Right. It's not a sales pitch on no. anything. It's just kind of like, yeah. here's what we know. Yeah. So here's something that I'm really glad that they touched on. Um, okay. So this is called 33 ailments, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a section about addiction and withdrawal. And there's case studies throughout this. And usually the way that it goes with it, it states something like addiction and withdrawal, the first thing is accidents. The second thing is addictions and withdrawal. It'll, it'll explain kind of like here's the current state of affairs and what happens to people who are in accidents and how they get on opioids and things like that. Yeah. And the current treatments. Current treatments. Yeah. Why CBD or medical cannabis might be the answer and, and supporting the, research support. and then a little story. Right. right. That's how it's, they're all laid out. It's very well done. Yeah. Very well laid out. So you get a pattern in your brain so you know what you're looking for. And, and yes. I used her... Uh, Along with Dr. Sulek's book and other things, I use this for cancer, my cancer blog as well, and I thought it gave me a very good overview because the whole cancer thing can be very confusing and nightmarish when you're trying to put it together. I'm putting it together for industry people. Yes, yes. You mean within the medical industry? Within the cannabis industry. So oh, okay. cannabis industry. So the, I'm assuming that there, there are a few medical people in the industry, NCIA, yeah. uh, National Cannabis Industry Association, and when they pick this up to read it, they want to say, sort of like what she has done here. Yes, yes. How does this roll? 
Yes. Can I make sense out of it? Mm-hmm. What do you tell me about cannabis and cancer? Uh, can I use it? Where are the current treatments? Where's the research coming from? What is there any sort of dosing that you would recommend, doctor, for, for cannabis and uh, cancer? Yeah. It's not consistent. So I want to put it together that way. Yeah. I want yeah. to make it more consistent. And our blog can only be 750 words. Oh, you have to, to be really thousand. concise. It has to be real concise. Yeah. Um, but we have three blog posts, so we'll discuss the endocannabinoid system as well. But the way she put this together for it, all of these illnesses, 33 conditions, that is really make, easy. Yeah. It's great. It's easy to follow. So the one that I was excited to see was number three, ADHD. Okay. Which in my life has gone from something that no one ever said to where everyone had. Yeah. <laughs> then I was diagnosed either correctly or incorrectly as an adult and was prescribed something for seven years uh-huh. and then quit. Uh-huh. And so I used to jokingly say cannabis was my ADHD medication because uh-huh. peop- at that point when I first started saying that, it was for glaucoma. Yes. It was for wasting syndrome. Yes. It wasn't. Uh, so I would jokingly say it was for ADHD, yeah. but the truth was... It was working. It was working. Yeah. And I realized, oh, whatever you call it, either I calm down because I'm not trying to do things a certain mm-hmm. way, and so things go better for me, yeah. or I'm able to relax and not judge myself and yeah. my way of being so much so that I'm not stressed out right. about things. Right. And focus a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the self-talk becomes a little different. Yes. It's like, hey... This isn't the end of the world. I'm not an idiot. I don't need to call myself an idiot because I left the water running or whatever, you know. Not an ICU on the ventilator. It's just like the self-talk is supposed to change a little bit. Yes. But with the drugs, it doesn't do that for people. They just feel wired up. Yeah. And they're more tired. Well, I had, um, I was on two different prescriptions And I remember being really nervous in the last couple of months when I was on ADHD medication. This is late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. And realizing like, oh, what's happened is I've become like afraid of how my brain works. And I'm dependent on this now. And I'm scared to be be off off. of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all. When did I start believing that something was wrong (laughs) with my brain? Who talked me into that? What happened? (laughs) And so... I remember going to my doctor and going, hey, I've been looking at herbs for withdrawal. Of da, 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 da. And his advice was kind of like, well, if, if that helps you, just do it. You know, uh-huh. just if just CBD or oh, just the CB- yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? If, yeah. you've, if you've looked into these, like I had found these herbs that were like, if you're coming off of this, it's there's a great book out there called The Mood Cure. Okay. And I was looking at it because... It's another one of those great books that's really easy to read. It's called Mm -hmm. The Mood Cure. If you have any friends who are trying to figure out nutritional reasons for anxiety, and it was one of those great ones that I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of times what is happening to people is physical. You know, their mental health is greatly improved by their physical health being fixed. and. I'm aware of that, but for me, something about cannabis allowed me to just like my body to relax, relaxed my digestive system, Mm -hmm. it helped my sleep patterns, it helped me enjoy certain things more, which 
led to an overall sense of well-being and yeah. less pain, more more desire to dance or exercise, and all of that coming together in a yeah. general well-being. So go through, did you find that list you were looking for? Okay, yeah, this is the uh, six pillars of integrative nutrition and endocannabinoid system tone on page 22. Okay. So we talked about the five foes, which were the causes for the root causes that Dr. Mary uh, believes are the root causes for illness. But then to get your endocannabinoid system back in tone and back in balance, cannabis is one of those things. Yeah. Cannabis. Um, she also mentions a balanced diet, and we kind of know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's not McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> you know, sure. You know, you know what it is, and can you do it? You know. Yeah. Fresh fruits, avocado, strawberries, things that you aren't allergic to. A new nutrigenomic test would actually tell you how to really focus in on that. But I think people really know it's bad for them. They do. It's like... Like, why do I need a nutritionist? I know what's bad for me. So I watched the show, the six my six hundred pound life. Have you ever seen that? I haven't, but I can guess what it's probably six hundred like. pounds of eating three meals at once. It's it's awful, right? And the the doctors in Texas, and he does surgery bariatrics for them, and they just can't get out of bed. They're just six hundred pounds. Yeah. So we know what's good, we know what's not, and maybe this it's that addiction. Maybe it's your endocannabinoid system that's out of tone. Yeah. Uh, exercise does that very well. Um, so it increases endocannabinoid tone. People, it helps your brain. Um, stress, and we talked about that, resetting uh, the button on stress. So I took, a, and stress, and st- uh, no, stress management, that's down there. But I took a course last, during the pandemic at Harvard, and it's called SMART Program, Stress Management and Resiliency Training. Okay. I had to go through the program first to get my act together uh-huh. so that I can now teach people how to and get their And was it active. a medical training? Medical like, training, okay, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was going to be all doctors. Like I'm like, this is on the down low, isn't it? Right. <laughs> why, right. Are we, why is the record button on? <laughs> like, uh-huh. I got some issues. I think <laughs> everybody is, assumes that doctors have some stress. Yeah, I think that's yeah. safe was, to assume. I did, we broke off into groups, and it was just incredible to listen because I learned the relaxation response which is uh, stop, breathe, reflect, and choose. So whatever you're doing, just stop. Because you keep saying, just breathe, just breathe. This is more than just breathe. It's really a relaxation response. So you stop, whatever you're doing. I mean, I'm out here, is road rage going on. Stop. Somebody's pointing a gun at me. Stop, for sure. Uh, stop, breathe. Just take a deep breath in, and then breathe back out. That mm-hmm. triggers the relaxation response. Reflect what is going on. And this could happen in nanoseconds, but you, yes, you need yes. to take the process. Am I mad because I'm delayed? Am I mad because you made me afraid? Yeah, yeah. Am I mad because you keep doing this thing? Right. Uh, I need to forgive you. What's you just, happening? You just call me the N-word. Yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> right? yeah. And then choose and choose how you're going to respond. And most people aren't going through any of that process right. on a very... They're completely reactive. They're just reactive. Yeah. But if you can stop, breathe, reflect, and choose, then... You know what? It it triggers things in your brain. It yeah. makes the endocannabinoid system more responsive. So that's a stress management thing that I know that I learned. I plan to do that as a group in the yeah. future. I really wanted to work with the cops. Yeah. With the police. 
Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be great. I would love to work with Oxford with the kids there, but I don't. I'm, I haven't picked up the. the I, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And I'm just kind of figure out. So Harvard has to give me all the books and all this stuff, and then they have right. to monitor me. So I have to be watched like I'm a child. But yeah, <laughs> but it's okay. Well, if, if they're rolling out a program that's sanctioned to teach something, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But and the idea of managing your own. A book like this is great, I think, because I have largely in my life been kind of out of the medical system. Uh-huh. I haven't really been in it. Uh-huh. I've been an entrepreneur, so my health care has been here and there yeah. and whatever. Uh-huh. But mostly I've been like, well, I better take really good care of myself. Yeah. I better do yoga. I better drink lots of water. Yeah. I better sleep. get lots of sleep. That yes. the cannabinoid tone. Sleep. And spirituality and prayer. It's yes. like... Um, in the health section. Yes. 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 Spirituality is like an interesting thing that helps to evoke the relaxation response as well. Oh, and then yeah. just being with people. Like, you know, this whole year, some people have been alone. Oh, yeah. And some people want to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people are getting back to groups. So socialization is important for humans. And if you look at what's happening here in Michigan with COVID going up so high, yeah. we've been so we're socializing till we're to almost to the point we're killing ourselves. Um, so it's got things had to be done in moderation. Yeah. But those are her six pillars, balanced diet, exercise, stress management, sleep, spirituality and socialization. All increased. So where are super flat abs on there? Is that in there? I think that was exercise. That's in there. That was exercise. (laughs) That's the Peloton. But can I just tell you that there was a time in my life when I thought like healthy body meant, oh, look at that person. They look really fit. They have really nice toned yeah. abs yeah. or whatever and now that seems just utterly ridiculous it seems, to, it seems like I'm at the gym trying to get all buffed up and then I tore yeah. my quadriceps I know somebody did that in my family anyway tore their quads yeah. oh Major gosh surgery. super pain Major. super pain wow um, so the other some of the other diseases that are issues I feel like I'm hitting this mic sorry um <laughs> Depression, digestive health, uh, influenza, insomnia, Parkinson's, skin conditions, Tourette's, multiple sclerosis, and what's interesting as as I go through this, I not I know individuals, right? Like people uh-huh. that I'm like, I always think of Zara. Do you know Zara who champions for epilepsy research? You mean Zara the store? No, Zara Abbas. She's in the. No, cannabis. I don't know Zara. Oh, she's um, she's part of the. She's maybe heads the cannabis caucus of the Democratic Party. You'd oh. know her if you saw her. Okay. She, she's in the mix. She's okay. lovely. Okay. You know, I would think of store. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, elder care and end of life. So that's something that when I think about hospice and mm-hmm. the importance of being able to relax and. That's a beautiful thing. So, oh, yeah. multiple sclerosis, we both know. You know Q? Do yeah. you know Anquanet? Yeah. Like, we've heard her story. So, n- some of this is not just theoretical and interesting to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know For this real. story. Yeah, I know a lot of my patients had MS. Mm-hmm. So, that mm-hmm. would come under MS, it would also come under basically chronic pain, muscle spasms. Um, Sativa would help. Sativa strains would help with the energy part. Indica would help with the relaxation and sleep. 
I'm not sure how it works on memory. I'm still looking into the Alzheimer's, but I plan, once I finish cancer, which mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to finish cancer, I'm just going to keep working on it. So are you just researching and doing articles for NCIA on cancer? Yeah. Okay. And we're doing cancer right now. We, we've done a vaping. I've done all, all and are you involved in any research with, do you know Gus Rosania? I've heard of him. I've seen him okay. speak. I just wondered if you were doing any kind of research projects right now. Okay. No, no. Studying. Yeah, just just Academia reading and, and putting okay. putting that it together that way, the yeah. literature review and then teaching, and um, what was I saying? I don't know. Where am I? You were talking about cancer research, and if you got yeah, done with yeah. that, you'd want to go somewhere. Do Alzheimer's? Else. Yeah, brain. Yeah, for sure. Because my mom passed of Alzheimer's. Yeah, I have a strong family history of Alzheimer's. Yeah, me too. I'm I was concerned that I'm losing my mind. Yeah, girl. You know, if you just forget one thing, it's like, that's it. I I got it. Oh, it happened to me today. (laughs) I was at a grow. I put my scissors down somewhere, and I'm like, does one of you guys have my other pair of scissors? And they were making fun of me. Like, do you think we're stealing from you, Shelly? And I'm like, no, it's just, it really concerns me when I can't find something that I just had. I mean, it really legit concerns me. It does. So if you're hanging on to my scissors just messing with me, it's not that's funny. Not funny. That's, that's not funny. That's not funny. That is joke. not I would take funny. you out. <laughs> Hand up ever. So that's I right. left there feeling so weird. And they texted me and were like, oh, they were in a bucket. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Thank yeah. God. Because I looked all around this room like, I just had these scissors. <laughs> and I really, so I get concerned. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, so I do retail now. You know, a side gig. Yeah. Uh, so I do Poshmark and I sell oh, stuff. Oh, you do? Yes. And then, so I got all this stuff I'm selling because I'm doing my own personal estate sale. Now I know sure, who it's sure, going sure. to. Sure, Because I don't need anything. Of course. It's just, what do I need? I have too much. Yes, so yes, at, yes. at any rate, I can't find the articles sometimes. I, so I have to go and look. It's in the basement. Where did I do this? I'm putting up a system. And when I can't find something for one day, I just freak out. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because I can see it on my phone under Poshmark. Yes. And so I can sort of visualize where did I last see that, but I don't really know because I don't have a good system. So systems help us. Oh, you should talk to my friend Hillary. Really? Yes, she does. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, Hillary. Hello, girl. You know who you are. She, like most of the clothes I have, she found and gave to me, and she sells on Poshmark, uh-huh. real, real stuff like that. And so she has this like bin and tote labeling system that yeah. goes with sizes and levels yes, in her yes. basement. Shoes, she boots, can help you. <laughs> she can help you. Scarves. I think I have a hundred scarves. Like I gotta get rid of. Oh, this. she would love. She, she, no it's, it's her bread and butter. Yeah. It's what she does. I gotta find her. She, I, I yes, yes. Her. I'll connect okay, you. To okay, her. Okay, for sure. Poshmark print. <laughs> What a wonderful, she's one of my trim bitches. Yeah, great. She's one of my trim bitches. Oh, it's wonderful. I would love you two to connect. How fun, how fun. Okay, so I want to wrap up with this because I'm realizing we could talk about it forever. forever. But yeah. what I want people t- listening to know is this is a really good, simple, there's a lot of books out there on cannabis there's cookbooks there's history books there's There's all science books there's all kinds of things legal things um but if you're looking for that initial kind of i want to know what it is what we know about it i want it to be in plain english i want to demystify things like thc cbd cbn cbg i want to look for very specific cases and read about what might you know yeah to to increase your knowledge it's very good you can read it straight through or you can read it as like a dip in in reference yes um yeah and i really appreciate you going through it with me any final words on the book or your friend Mary or anything no, like no. that? No, no. She's a incredible physician that's really uh, 
interested in this from mm-hmm. a very personal level with their family too, but just in teaching coaches how to be better cannabis coaches. Oh, wow. And so she has a program. I think you can buy the program as well. It's not awfully expensive. None of this is awfully cheap either. Right, right. So you're in the like the two to $500 range when you buy any of these courses. And I just yeah. buy courses. And I just yes, take them yes. and keep learning and learning. And you learn it this way and that way and the other way. But I just, I, when I picked up this book and I started reading, well, she said she was going to have it. So I got a, a pre, pre-launch. Yes, and yes. then I got it. And I said, I got your book. And then I bought it on uh, Kindle. And I, I can't listen to it now. I can only read it. So <laughs> my Kindle's broken. Yes. So I just kept reading this book over. And then I lost the book. So I had to buy another book. So Giving Mary a lot of money. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. She's like, boy, my sales really all that, went up today, right. but it was just one that. person. That's right. <laughs> and me, and then I got that's one. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I, so I keep this around. I keep it close. I tell my patients, if you don't understand anything, just get this book. Okay? Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and it'll help you understand. Because I don't think there's going to be any clear understanding with one bud tender here, this person there, the, yeah. whatever. If you want a good, basic understanding of cannabis for your health and wellness, this is the book. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. Um, look out for Cynthia Shelby Lane performing and possibly going to space. Going to space. Oh, <laughs> going for sure. I'm going to space. <laughs> she, I am and totally going And if she does, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. We're going to party so hard party at the hard. launch. We're, We're going to have a Cynthia launch right. party. Right. Launch party at Cape Canaveral. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, hey, if you're listening to this and it's not January 6, 2022 yet, then come to the Ark in Ann Arbor for 50 yeah. First Jokes. We're back live. And I'm very excited. I'm probably going to be pretty emotional to be back there with everybody. <laughs> but we would love to see you. So thanks for listening to Reads and Weeds. And thanks, Cynthia, for joining me yeah. a second time. Thank you so much, Shelly. All Thank right. you. Good night. Good night. Bye. 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 <laughs>